I'm Bobby. If I gave you a bunch of money, what would your name be? Uh, my name would probably be Colonel What's-His-Name. Give me that totes. This could be a podcast. It's interesting because, uh, like, living separate from your, your immediate oh, family. yeah. That's like a phenomenon that's happened in this whole uh, the pandemic. Right. You know, the pandemic. People had to like quarantine themselves from their family and then they realized, hey, I actually love this <laughs> a lot. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a great excuse for people who don't want to actually go and yeah. spend time with their family. Because, well, if we take, well, no, n- not spend time with your, like your extended family, you know, the family you grew up with. That was, yeah. that's what I experienced. I mean, look, I love spending time with my family as much as the next person, but there you go. did I enjoy like. Having Thanksgiving a, by having myself. A built in, having a built-in excuse. To like not go over for Thanksgiving. Sure. Sorry, pandemic. Sorry. Yeah. You know, Christmas is awkward. I, I, I don't mind Christmas, actually. Like yeah. uh, Christmas is fun because, yeah, there's the delivering of gifts and seeing the joy in children's faces and stuff like that. But like, oh, um, but like Thanksgiving, it, it seems like an unnecessary holiday to me. And if I don't have to, oh, you yeah. know, if I don't have to, I don't want to. And it always seems like I have to do many Thanksgivings, at least two, mm. possibly three. Mm. Um, but I'm talking about the day to day. I'm talking about the day to day. Like, day-to-day. oh, I tested positive for COVID, so now I'm I just have to lock go myself in, in a room in our f- finished basement. Right. I'm going to live in the basement for a couple of weeks. And then hearing this, this just the stories from the one side, it was like I actually kind of loved it and like oh, yeah. interesting. Because down here in the studio, so like yeah. the basement, you yeah. know, that we're in right now, right? I, you know, we have we have a couch, and like there's times of the year where I will just kind of like hunker down here. Yeah. It's too much work in my lazy, you know, self <laughs> to, to bring my computer to, and everything up. Walk it up, walk well, it up flights, and down. Two flights it's of stairs. Just, it's a lot. You it's know? a lot. So if I can just like stay down here, I'll do it. I can't always do it because there's just sometimes yeah. you know you need sunlight and sure. you know other resources available to you but i I, i've looked around and be like well could i just can i I hunker down here for a little bit i think i could i have all the like the literal bare necessities down here yeah yeah uh like you got well i guess you do have your canned food storage down there have canned food storage i got a refrigerator uh there's a toilet there i mean the semblance of what you could consider a shower but see this is a problem my problem is that i used to spend a lot of time daydreaming and game planning a you know end of the world scenarios in my day and now that i've got a child who is dependent on medication Mm -hmm. so he doesn't have just uncontrollable seizures mm-hmm. it's not as fun it's not, it's, not as, as fun. it's not fun anymore it's like well i guess that one's just dead it's hard to daydream <laughs> it's just like it's like well um i wonder like how e- okay how much medicine do we have to get through how long mm-hmm. on hand okay and then i don't know like can we go scrounge up some weed i guess and mm-hmm. and just try like working that into it well at this as point well with as, weed being legal in illinois you should just go over and just be buying well, yeah. Uh, for your dooms, just for your dooms. Just for my dooms. The problem is just, you know, how do I do that with it? I mean, just working. What do you mean? Working weed into my child's diet. No, no, uh, no, no, no. no you, I know. It's your reserve That's stash. That's my reserve stash. This having, is your. Having illegal, narco- having illegal narcotics for my jurisdiction on the off chance that there's some kind of horrible oh. supply chain fuck up. You think you're going to get. Rated? Is that what you think? Uh, no, but I think you it's... You have weed in your house right now. Do I? Yes. 
I don't know. You do? I don't know. Oh, my God, Nathan. I don't know if you understand this. This is a public record. <laughs> of course it's a public record. And you're not being honest with the public record because well, you're no, afraid it, that the Gestapo is good. Which, trust called, me, the Gestapo is right around the corner. It's called, but, it's called evidence. And yeah, yeah. So you're just going to. So I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth. Okay. You can plead the fifth. Yeah. On it, but you know, for the sake of your child's health and well-being, yeah, maybe, but I was, maybe I, you should go and stock up. I enjoy, I enjoy daydreaming about in-game planning about how things would actually work. What would we do? How would we work it mm-hmm. out? And uh, certainly, the scenario. Of, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of if my car that I'm in right now mm-hmm. went through some kind of time portal wormhole mm-hmm. or something, and I just ended up on a desert island gotcha. with my vehicle. Yeah. How how would I survive? What would I do? And every time I'm like, every time I come back with getting groceries, it's like, now's the time. Now's the time for me to have a. And I was like, okay, can I? You think I could rip a fender, like front fender, off my car using only like rocks and uh, and like a, my tire iron? And I'm more and form some kind of like a, a pot or pan out of it for me to cook. And I'm sure you could. I'm, right? I'm more interested about your apprehension to be honest with our listeners <laughs> because of your fear of. Being like well, the I'm the public the public as, record aspect as, of it. as someone who shits on TikTokers okay for destroying public property on camera, I am not going uh-huh. to put on the record in recorded form okay about me breaking the law. You're not breaking the law. Uh, uh yes, I am. How I mean, did you buy it? Possessing yeah, oh, okay. marijuana okay. within the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Is illegal. Well, now you kind of fucked up. You didn't have to say you were in the state of Iowa. Well, we're in the tri-state area. Tri-state area. But His address is. I think we've talked about Iowa enough. I think. I think, I think we can. I, think I also think it's 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 quite unlikely that right, the the municipal right. police are going to come through and uh, right. knock on your door. No, I think like it's, said, it's probably more likely that they're going to come knock on your door and try to give you a vaccine than it is oh, the, I don't to look that. at. No, I I think you, not to wait, me. Not to wait, me. Wait, 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 Hold wait. Hold on. I wait, think it, it'd be the National Guard at that point. Not, sure, not, sure. Yeah, uh, Gestapo uh, nonetheless. I don't think I don't think the PD is coming through and doing that. Gestapo nonetheless. I mean, they're, they've got unions for. We that. are closer to the latter than we are the mm. the former. I don't see it that way, but anyhow, yeah. You don't think we're like? It doesn't matter. Like you're just looking at the look at the the public sphere. Okay, look at the public. I think. I think we're closer to people knocking on your door, giving you a mandatory vaccine than we are for people knocking on your door, searching your house for an eighth of weed. Uh, really? Nathan? Yeah. I, I, Nathan? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent what? I don't. Th- I cannot see. You think we're closer to people smoking or like knocking on your door because of an eighth of weed than we are for knocking on your door to give you a vaccine? Yes. We have the president of the United States saying we're yeah. going to send people door to door to check on vaccine status. I have not heard that that at all. I've never heard that whatsoever. No, I'm not saying that you're lying. Okay. And that you don't believe. Because it's very, first off, it's very rare that a, a cop or any kind of police department As will bust I've, in a door for a random off chance that you might have weed in listen there. uh, there's a great there's a great story of of two former they might have even been cia they, they're, they're retired cia agents mm-hmm. and a cop saw them buying a bunch of gardening supplies mm-hmm. and he said well something's up up with this 
the okay. amount of gardening supplies they're buying. I bet they're st- I bet they're starting to grow out. So they went and s- took they took and went through their garbage. I haven't heard anything about this, by the way. So no. you must be wrong. By the way, they went no, they went and they went through their garbage. This is a total. If I could remember their, the people's names, I'd tell it to you. Joe Biden was the one that said that, by the way. And I believe he's the president. I believe that. Yeah. I'd have to look this up. Okay. Uh, I'd, Talk I'm about curious. people walking door to door to mi- check on vaccines. Anyhow. Service. So they went through and they tested. They did a bullshit field drug test, which are garbage and they're pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. And they're always just false positive, false positive, false positive. They like tested some fucking loose tea leaves mm-hmm. and it came back positive for marijuana. That was enough for them to get a warrant and raid their fucking house. Okay. Now you're telling me if some bullshit like that, some fucking morons and the cascading amount of failures of due diligence ends up getting a warrant that opens up to my house and narcotics are found within that house uh-huh. if i'm gonna get am i gonna get in trouble and then we're finally yes. gonna get a jump of or a boost of having this uh podcast being brought in as evidence yeah it's like <laughs> well, cl- clearly it's known he's already he's already proclaimed it he's so, already admitted yeah so, but you've kind of already admitted it just by not admitting yeah so it. this already could be used as evidence right so i, I fucking it just i despise do I let's go through this. Let's mm-hmm. make sure I'm covering all my bases. Do do I believe that uh, marijuana should be legalized? Sure. Do I think all drugs should be legalized? I'm not there. Totally. Oh, yeah. I know you. I know you are. Yep. I, and for me, like that's my I, true libertarian stance. I think it's. I think there should be more legalization, but I'm not sure about some of the like stimulants. That I think that's like. And also, what so, do you what do you classify as a stimulant? Uh, like me- methamphetamines and, and and cocaine and, and things like that, which are like, uh, you know. So Red Bull's okay, but do, buying an eighth. Uh, of I I think too many people like go too heavy on Red Bulls as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what to do. However, I do think it could probably. Well, this goes back to like be somewhat controlled, not somewhat controlled. It's going to seem like a big leap when I'm going to say, but yeah, go on. Um, but it, I, it's something I've been thinking about. Something I've been like bouncing back and forth in my head but like the whole billy eilish conversation that we've been having having, yeah right it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun (laughs) and we found a found out a lot of information (laughs) we've learned a lot about ourselves and also kokomo exactly (laughs) first off being that kokomo (laughs) was was a cover it's a cover here we had no idea kokomo was it was co-written by mike love so of the beach boys so they he he did write it and it's very much a mike love beach boys song anyway but it, more or less in the Billie Eilish style of it, where we w- is the actions of a clearly insane Hollywood celebrity mom or ho- Holly- Hollywood wannabe celebrity mom. Sure. Is it condoned actions? Are are those things right or wrong? Or how do we feel about these things? That's where and when we see I okay. go back, right. I go back to Billie Eilish. I'm trying to figure out where you're going here. Oh, no, I'm going to tie I'm going to tie it all back. Okay? <laughs> okay. I'm going to tie it all back. So, when we go back to that solo acoustic, no auto-tuned uh, vocal song. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, right? sure. Okay, that, that I have never heard, because I don't care. And I only heard it once. Not a good song. But, again, I can appreciate the aesthetics of it. Yeah, that, okay, so, you know, they're trying, right? Yeah. So then it makes me feel weird about, like, them having free choice to just do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with, what, 95% of the, all their actions. Okay. And I can clearly see they're crazy people. Yeah. But then, like, at the when it comes out the shitter at the end, and it's like, well, that's not. I mean, I appreciate what you're going for. I don't like it, but I can appreciate right. it. You know, kind of right. thing. Pet sounds. All all it is is I'm like, okay, I, I you've been given free choice. You've been given the ability to do whatever yeah. you want, and to a certain extent, endless resources. 
but you've been given a, you've been given a free choice to do yeah. whatever you want, right? And then I go back to what we call it, like the vaccine mandates and everything like oh, that. The yeah. state by state, making drugs legal, uh, everything like that. Like mm-hmm. the choice for a state to be like, okay, you know what? Colorado's going to say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Portland is another, uh, Oregon, you know, another mm-hmm. good example of like, fuck it. We're just going to make everything legal. I think uh, psilocybin mushrooms are legal in Colorado and Oregon, I believe, if um, not one of the other. I can't remember. That's one that's, of those two. Yeah. If not both. Maybe Washington. Washington might be it maybe too. maybe that's I can't remember that's not something I'm following closely right so it becomes it becomes an interesting debate and an interesting thought process when you're going through and you're like you know if if a state wanted to do everything's legal you know everything sure. everything's full bore whatever yeah. whatever you want to do but then it has to work on the other side you have to let another state be like no everything's yeah. illegal you know in even uh, abortion okay that's illegal mm-hmm. you know yeah. um guns you know we were talking sure. about like well you can't have a gun in delaware connecticut vermont whatever the yeah. fuck you know place you want to look at but it's interesting when you kind of like play that out like uh war games it out a little bit and you yeah. kind of see like w- how divided it, the united states would quickly become because i do think like the beauty of the united states is that it is a collection of states making a country versus yeah you know, Europe, most people consider Europe to be, you know, a block, a block right? Right. But it's all, it's based on a number of countries that have their own free will and own the own ability to do Except whatever for, they I mean, want. The, the EU. And now the, the EU, EU. Their regulations, their. And the EU has worked out perfectly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, they've really yeah. figured it out. Okay. They really got it. They really got it down. But anyway, like, but if you kind of work games out a little bit, game plan mm-hmm. it out. Like shit can get crazy. Like, where do you go? And it, mm-hmm. we get a we get a little bit of this with like the vaccine mandates and everything like that, or just the uh, the COVID protocols. Pro, pro COVID protocols. Who's going hard and who's you know but who's us, going authoritarian and who's going a little bit more. Not to give too much away for your uh, you know your drug run, running ring that you have and everything like that. <laughs> um, no, don't don't be mad. <laughs> But we have, you know, <laughs> we're really that. close. We're really close to Wisconsin and Illinois, like uh, right yeah. on the Mississippi. You know, yeah. uh, Nathan's addresses. Um, <laughs> but yeah. so we get we get an experience of like we're we're now we're clearly in a red state. You know, if if the lines yeah. are pretty divided, I mean, we're in a red state. Yeah, I would always consider us kind of purple. But oh yeah, we've kind of gone back and forth a little bit over the over the decades. Yeah, making a purple state. Yeah, but then we go. You know, Wisconsin's typically a, a red state and then illinois is typically a blue state so really up until the last year and a half wisconsin goes back and forth too man they it's, do they yeah. do there's liberal pockets for sure but like i mean hard liberal pockets yeah which is very odd like, very odd it's like iowa city but it's like you go down to iowa city man it's it, i feel like it's like a different country dude but it's like going to quebec <laughs> sure yeah i mean it's the quebec of iowa but now yes and that's right when you're driving in it says we are the quebec of iowa you know right. but it's during this heightened political time we've actually had these things like come to in even uh they've come to the for the forefront even greater you know like where we're going to how, how we're divided i mean our divided no like when we go or? to like chicago we can all admit like admit, like chicago is liberal blue democrat woke all this I don't stuff know like that. The, I don't know if Chicago's actually woke. It I th- is. I think. I think. When it's, was the last time you were in Chicago? Um, I was there in late uh, July. It's been. A, uh, it's woke. I don't, don't think. Worry. I mean, we've driven through. I mean, I went through Gary, Indiana. So not woke. <laughs> not woke. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Like, but I've never, I've never. And and it's we're not going to generalize. We're okay. not going to generalize all of Chicago is woke. Yes, I'm sure there are pockets that are blue collar conservative. I think it's more. Yeah, I think it's. More, I don't think it's think more it's, though. I think it's blue collar liberal. They're that union. I would like to know the last Republican. Uh, they've never I mean, mayor. Never, had, yeah. never, ever, ever. And when the last time they had a Republican governor, probably it's been probably seventy five years since like <laughs> before the Cold yeah. War. Yeah, but I wouldn't say woke. I think woke is. I think I think, I think that wokeism is is no, and I think that's where you actually haven't spent time in Chicago, like downtown Chicago, just hanging out. Yeah, like go to Wrigleyville, go to uh, Lincoln Park, oh, go, go to, to Wicker Park. I mean. No, those. Well, that's I woke. Been, I guess it's been that's woke since central. I've like hung out and like go to Lollapalooza and why tell would, me why would anybody go to Lollapalooza? <laughs> well, because you're showing that you're how not woke you are, how unawoke you are. You go to you go to Lollapalooza because you're woke. Apparently, I thought, I thought you'd go to go see like Fall Out Boy or whatever. Mm, no, they're so woke they don't have Fall Out Boy there. They're so oh okay. I don't know if Fallout Boys ever played a Lollapalooza. You know? Now here's my question: Who was who played Lollapalooza this year? Just so we oh. can just so we can see like who how woke it is. You want to know how woke? I want to know how woke. Lollapalooza. I'll tell you. I'll I'll, I've I'll tell you what I remember from memory. Okay. Uh, so Limp Biscuit opened for Journey on the first night. Not woke. <laughs> well, Journey. By the way, Journey's woke. Uh, it's, Journey's it's not a callback. Woke. It's a callback. Megan the Stallion, who I don't know who the okay. fuck that yeah, is. Yeah, she, she sang she that headlined. great song "WAP," which means wet ass pussy. Okay, so that that's a feather in the woke cap. Um, uh, Miley Cyrus, I believe, was there. Uh, she's just being Miley on. She's uh, woke adjacent. <laughs> Let's look up the rest. I, that was all I could remember. Okay, Lollapalooza schedule. That's interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, Megan the St- Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Excuse the fuck out of me. No, I'm just saying it's. Well, I'm not a big. It's. They do spell it correctly, which is Mm-mm. really a just a great uh, thing. Notable performances. Lineups by year. There was a. There's a link for lineups by year underneath the. There you go. There we go. This is what we want. It's what you want. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Miley Cyrus, uh, Tyler the Creator. Oh, Tyler the Creator. Okay. Which I love how like this is clearly a PR move, but anyway, won't get Post Malone, Foo Fighters, and Modest Mouse. And I love Modest, Modest Mouse. Mouse. Yeah, uh, Foo Fighters have become woke. Um, I mean, that's clearly. Does that make you angry? Yeah, it, it does a little bit. Yeah, okay. it makes me sad, probably more so than anything. Makes you sad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Marshmallow. Oh, Marshmallow is a is a DJ. I know him from Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, so they have a DJ. You'll look and see the. These are. This is must that, be just the whole DJ tent. Oh, Jimmy Eat World, so woke. Well, Jimmy Eat World is just a fantastic band. Young Thug. They're playing the Bud Light Seltzer stage, so. Oh, yeah. I love the Seltzer stage, dude. Yeah. You have no idea. And what about the Grubhub stage? If all these out of, out, of, out of all these bands, what would you pay money to go see? Uh, Modest Mouse for sure. Have you ever seen them? I haven't. I there was one time they were playing the eighty thirty five festival. It's like I should go watch them, and then I didn't because it was three hours away. They're very good. They're very I was, good. Like had kids. Um, I'm trying to look here because we Cash Cash, Steve Oki. S- yeah, Steve Aoki, I believe. Aoki, is. is that it? Yeah. Suicide Boys. Nope. Slander. Nope. Yellow Claw. No. 
How f- how you can have Yellow Claw with Yellow Card already being a band? I don't know. Oh no, there's plenty of room for Yellow Claw. Like, can we no, think it's of, totally different. It's totally I different. Think probably Yellow Crab is another one that you could probably do. Probably Yellow Carb. I don't. I really don't know anybody that I pay money to go see. I mean, Modest Mouse. You want to pay money to go see Modest? I've Mouse? already seen Modest Mouse. I've already yeah. paid money to see Modest Mouse in Chicago. Yeah. How about that? Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Good show. Uh, not enough to go do Watch it again. again. No, but it was, was good. Was that back when? Ah, uh, shit. What's his name? From who's uh, who's their guitarist for the? Not Johnny Rotten. Uh, Johnny, Johnny. Not I know. That's why I said not Johnny Rotten. Johnny. That's why I'm trying to uh, something because I'm trying to remember which band he played for. He played for fuck for Modest Mouse. For Modest Mouse. Going because you threw Johnny Rotten at me. I know like, it's not Johnny Rotten. It's Johnny something. Okay. Uh, Jim Fairchild. No. Joined the band in 2009. Maybe. It's guitarist. Jim Fairchild, wh- who did he play with? Uh, uh, Granddaddy? No, there's an, there's a guy, and he played in a, like, Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. The Smiths, that's what it is. Okay. It was just like, oh, what's Johnny Marr doing in this band now? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. You know. Obviously, so what, uh, he joined the band in 2006, and then this other guy joined in 2009. Oh, that would have been in between those times. I'd have to look and see when they played the Pitchfork Music Festival. It might have been 2009. I don't know. Might yeah, I really I really love that this band. Like, I think it's, pro- it's probably one of my favorite bands. That's cool. Of all time. I don't know why. Uh, well, they're good. They're very good. It's just, I mean, they have their sound is just... It's so different, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. It's a nice amalgamation of sounds. Yeah. Like, they can kind of... That's where I really enjoy bands. Uh, like, Wilco is my favorite band, and but they, they're an amalgamation of sound. Mm. Modest Mouse falls into... I'm surprised they're not, you know, in the associated acts. The Shins are another one. A, a oh, great yeah, little, I remember the Shins. Yeah, like, where... And that's a band, actually. The Shins is a band. It's on my list of... They actually played that same eighty thirty five festival. Oh, really? And I, I, we had a show that night, and I was like, "Should we cancel the show to go see the, the Shins?" shins. Uh-huh. And we ended up playing the show, and I, I don't know what I regret if I regret not going or regret playing the show. But who's, uh, which band was this? What do you mean? Which band did you? What were you with? Was this Black Bloom or? Oh, this is my the one with my wife, Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Yes. You don't promote your band enough. No, because we don't play anymore. Oh. But well, you got music. Well, not really. No, we had to take that all down because of the lawsuit. You took all your music down because of the lawsuit? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, we had to take it all down on advice of counsel. On advice of your counsel. Mm-hmm. But now you can put it back up. Yeah, but what's the point? Um, I have a hard enough time promoting this podcast. Right. Let alone uh, re-uploading all of our back catalog. As somebody who has yet to up- re-upload his entire back catalog... Of a TV show a you TV get paid for, I'm actively working and yes, <laughs> and promoting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I get it. I guess. I guess you get it. I, yeah. I mean, well, what's your wife doing? Anything? No, she's got a job. Oh, shit! It comes down to what's the point? I mean, if the point of us were, if the point was to make or like to sell records, I mean, even when we were trying to do that, it's an incredibly hard thing to do. Yeah. People do not buy music anymore. Your best case scenario, and right. like, 
we stopped before Apple Music became a thing or like really even as Spotify was becoming an accepted way to listen to music and stuff like right. that. But even then you're looking at pen you're looking at literal fractions of pennies. Fractions of pennies. Yeah. I don't I think it's a shitty model as well. It's a horribly shitty model. That's what people get mixed up when they think of Kanye uh, going to the White House when Trump was in office and everything like that. Like they just listen, they just listen to the sound bites of Kanye going off, you know, being crazy Kanye and everything yeah. like that. He went there though to fight for digital royalties. Like that's why he. That's the reason why he went there. That's why he had that meeting. And yeah. then they just take little sign sound bites, and it's interesting because. You know, when you take little sound bites of somebody, especially when people talk and talk and talk and talk, mm-hmm. like someone like Kanye or Donald Trump yeah. does, or the way that Joe Biden talks, Joe Biden. Joe Rogan. Sure, yeah. You can take little sound bites and you can kind of create your own narrative and everything like that. And yeah. the, the No Agenda podcast that I listened to, they, they, made it, they brought up an interesting point about how the media cuts Joe Biden's um, sound bites. Because he can, if you listen to the entirety of it, mm-hmm. he can sound like a crazy man. Right. And then you take 15 seconds of the like one coherent thing that he said. Right. And you can set it up. You can play that and you can follow it up and you can make it seem like it was a coherent, logical like. It's this weird thing where the media is biased. Yeah. But it's it's also weird how they handle Afghanistan. It's also like. Oh, man, I was listening to this is the. The NPR politics podcast. They're like, oh, it's. They're shitting on them. No. Well, no. They're like, well, I don't know. Now that it's like. "Mm." kind of fading from memory they're kind of media the media and the american public are kind of like ready to move on from it and it's like are they and shouldn't you be like but here like, i am watching football this today and the united states of al i don't know if you've seen a promo for this uh, shitty fucking oh no movie I, show. I think i sent you a i think i sent you a fucking trailer for it because i'm like this looks so fucking a it looks fucking dumb it looks fucking patronizing it looks just the, you will like, love the episode they have coming up this week oh god the, the, so the apps i mean the united states of al which seems like the most patronizing and w- the worst of, of all the stuff what makes shitty three camera live audience sitcoms shitty mm-hmm. like is embodied having never watched a single episode and only the promotional materials for this program all you need and it's just like this is the embodiment of what makes a shitty three cameras setup come and it's like i can't no i don't want to this special episode is about the withdrawal it's about the the airport and people trapped in the airport and oh god don't worry and they and it's god it's it's funny because it's so bad when you're watching it because he he picks up the phone. He's like, "Don't worry, I'm with you." And then there's this long extended break, or he says, "Don't worry." Long extended break, like he's going to say something funny, right? Like, yeah. "Oh, here comes the comeuppance," right? Yeah. But no, no, no. He says, "I'm with you," and then it ends, and then it goes, "The United States of Al," and I'm like, "Hard pass." Jesus fucking Christ! Like, is it going to be solved? Are we going to solve anything here? Are we no. going to really get an insight? We're going to get the. You know, yeah. the the real boots on the ground, ground. experience. No. no, of course oh, not. And it brings it brings me back, honestly, to our escape from New York, uh, escape from uh, New idea. Orleans That's idea where your perception of what's going on versus what is actually happening can be like. That's an interesting narrative when you're telling a story. You know, what is going uh, no escape? I know it's been what three weeks <laughs> in the making now. 
Oh yeah, but I was gonna rewatch that in anticipation. But it, it, part part of the underlying story of that is that there's a perception that everything's controlled and it's fine and no one really pays attention to it. Yeah. But that's the part of the reason why they want him to get off the island and they want someone to get off the island is to tell a story. To, yeah, to, so that they can know. Get the truth out there. Right. So get the truth out there. When people's perception Somebody tell my story when someone's perception of what's happening at the cabal airport in afghanistan <sighs> is through the united states of al that's going to be bad because that's not going to be anywhere close to what's actually going on i like i can't imagine sitting in a boardroom at cbs and somebody comes in and pitches this fucking show i don't know if guys if you're familiar with this show at all uh, dear audience listeners uh, it's a CBS half hour, a standard three camera live audience sitcom. Let's get okay. We're gonna pull up about the, we'll pull up the title about too. a United States like former military officer, and sponsors and gets his interpreter visa into the United States. You know more about the show than I do. And anyway. as and all the fish out of water shenanigans oh my that happen along the way Jesus with it, you know this. Former military marine and his Afghan interpreter that happens. The friendship between Riley, a marine combat veteran struggling to readjust to civilian life in Ohio, and Alamir, the Afghan interpreter who uh, served with his unit and has just arrived to start a new life in America. Classic comeuppance. Just, and oh. it's got... The dude from Breaking Bad in it. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got old Dean Norris who, I want. It, so, uh, so first off, Dean I can Norris. totally see how the show is made, because what they're doing is throwing patronizing darts at a board and saying, "What are the hot button topics that we can, like, I c- we can pinpoint?" And this is actually to play off another CBS show. Like it or not, the neighborhood I think is a success. In the eyes of network television. I have no idea what that is. Cedric the Entertainer being on a set on another three camera shoot and being in a black neighborhood. And oh, would you imagine white people move into the neighborhood? Uh, And gosh darn it, are those white people just stupid? Oh my gosh. And he just, Mm. he doesn't get it because he moved into a black neighborhood. And get it? And so this is just, this is one degree removed from the neighborhood. They're like, what if we put... I don't know, a guy from the Middle East with a guy from the Navy or from the Marines. No, this is this is so this is a horrible idea. And just absolute. Hey, it was nominated for a primetime enemy. Of course it was. It didn't win, by the way. Didn't win. No, no. This is. um, Let's. Hey, you know what we should do? Let's talk about PTSD in a comedy setting. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's I mean, there's something to be there, but not necessarily in a flat general comedy broad comedy sitcom i think uh you're gonna you're gonna fail in every way so this is the neighborhood by the way it's got a 6.4 out of 10 the united states of al has a (sighs) 6.2 you're telling me this is not a carbon copy just with different characters this does not look good either no listen there's a reason (laughs) i don't a friendly guy from the midwest tries to fit in a, a tough, tough L.A. neighborhood. You know it's tough because there's black people there. <laughs> exactly. <Jeez>. But, <laughs> you know. Ugh. The, there seriously, so, how many taglines have you seen that are, like, less than a good sentence? 
I mean, no. that's not even a full like. No. A friendly guy from the Midwest tries to fit in a tough, tough LA, LA neighborhood. neighborhood. That could be any fucking show. It could he could be a cop. Like, right? you know, like I don't know. He could be uh, an actor trying to make it. Like, Some why does he move? Broad fucking comedy. It's I'll odd. give this about the United States of Al. There was at least a, a, a half a paragraph. <laughs> There's a little bit of backstory. No. A friendly guy from the Midwest. How more vague can you be from that? Also, like, tries to fit in in a tough LA neighborhood. I do not like Cedric the Entertainer at all. Like, I've never found him funny. Like, no. and as someone who like, he's no Steve Harvey. That's for sure. I ate the shit up of Bernie Mac. I think Bernie Mac, the Bernie Mac show, like I remember as a, a college student, I think is when it came out. I thought it was hilarious. Mister Three Thousand, great. Uh, my uh, high college friend, he was a uh, he he was a uh, extra on that show. Oh, on that, that movie, movie. yeah, yeah it was a major he, motion picture. Yeah, he was uh, he was a baseball. They were, they were looking for baseball players, and he played baseball. It is actually a, a nice little. It's a nice little. Never watched it, and I'm like, uh, should we watch this just so I can see if I can spot him being in the outfield? No, I'm not going to watch this. No, nope. you watch Mr. Baseball and Mr. 3000 at the same time. That's a double feature. <laughs> That's right? a du- if that double feature is playing at the drive-in movie theater, I'm going to see that just because. Mr. Baseball starring Tom Selleck. Yeah, about being going going Japan. Yeah, followed by Mr. 3000. Okay. All right. Sure. I mean, that's not a. I think you reverse it. Actually, I think you lead with I Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000, and then go into Mr. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Not for love thing. of the game, and then. Oh my God! No, that movie. I can't defend. And that then movie. draft day. <laughs> You lead with draft day in that situation. Draft day I think you lead with the strong movie at a drive-in double draft theater. Draft day is still a good movie. It is. It's uh, it's a great movie. I, I, I'll say it's a great I, movie. I think it's a good. I think it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. How about that? I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take off the great. Yeah, go ahead and take the great. I, I think it's uh, as it's every so often it's just like some clips just show up in my YouTube algorithm. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's just like it, oh, it is one of those movies. Once you see it once, I don't really see a need to ever watch it again. Uh, so I enjoy like some of the negotiation, like the like the negotiation, the calls that but, are happening. But like, I enjoy that so much more. Not so much the uh, what's her name, Kate, not oh, Kate Beckinsale, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Anis, Jennifer Gardner. Oh my god, I hate it's her. It's like totally unnecessary. Why are we shoehorning this? I think uh, you know. I can uh, tell you why. Why for the women? Yeah, because she needs to be a strong woman. I don't think that's necessary. I think she can be there. But the whole, like, there's a romantic element between... Every time I see Jennifer Gardner, I say, why is Amanda Pete not doing this role? That's a good question. I don't... Well, I... She's I, so much better. Anyway, I want to go back to this double feature. Okay. okay. Double feature driving. Okay. This is a tricky thing okay. to do. It's tough. It's a tough thing it's because... Tough. First off, they don't exist in a lot of places. We are fortunate. We're very fortunate to have one within a half hour of us. Yeah. Which... Have you ever been to? No, I've been uh, several times. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's been, I guess, it's been a while. It's been a while for me. It's been since high school. Uh, when was it? Uh, Days of Future Past, the X Men movie. So that was twenty sixteen. Okay. So that's uh, maybe we should do a live on <laughs> yeah. on spot. They've been. Uh, I'm trying. They they were because they've been doing because of the lack of movies coming out. They've been doing much more classic films. Uh, well, and this lately. is where I go to setting up. A night like you, yeah. I think you actually would want the stronger movie first. Uh, to bring him in, to bring keep him there. Oh no, no, keep him in the stronger movie second. It would keep them there. I don't know. You want the stronger movie first to get them in, get them in. Who cares if they're actually watching that second fucking movie? That will that also bl- leads to the point though of like you want the stronger movie to be first. I want, I think Mister Baseball is a stronger movie than Mister Three Thousand. Okay, sorry, oh. sorry. Was the one I went and watched? And Draft Day is 
without a doubt yep, stronger, stronger than, than <laughs> for love of the game. Uh, I went and watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico, mm-hmm. paired with Matchstick Men. Now it's a good <laughs> double feature. I, I did not like. I did not like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I found out that I'm like, oh, do I just like the idea of of, uh, of uh, gosh, Robert, Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez? Do I just like the idea of Robert Rodriguez? And I don't <laughs> actually like Robert Rodriguez. I think that's what this is. It's like I. Well, uh, this is coming off more closer to Spy Kids than it is. Um, well, we're going to go here. We're gonna, <laughs> we can go down this rabbit hole here a little bit because there's. There I don't think cer- I would have watched Matchstick Men without having to go to that movie. By the way, I didn't. I didn't know. Like, and it's like I. It's like I love that movie. I love a good con man movie. I really do. Yeah, and it's one of the best con man movies. It, it's a very good con. Confidence man. man. That's it. That's but what, and that's Robert, what I want to be when I grow up. Ro- well, you might already be. Is that it? <laughs> the greatest. Is, uh, we'll tell you guys about our greatest. I'll scammer. tell you, I'm, I'm a scammer. Um. So, but uh, Robert now Rodriguez. That's gonna be used out of context. I am gonna get a fucking warrant to search my fucking house now. <laughs> yeah. What's your middle name? Uh, uh, Last four of your social, if you could. Okay, it's <laughs> no. No, I think Robert Rodriguez. It's it's an interesting example of somebody that when there there's limited resources available, and we've kind of talked about this mm, a little bit in the past. Yes, but like yes, one hundred percent can shine yeah. with limited resources. Yeah. But once you get endless resources he can or, mu- it gets muddled and then it gets muddled right because you got to learn what, to, like, when i can when i well when, he, when you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. then you can really do whatever you want instead of hey what can what do i need to do to just get the story across hey. and really get my actual vision you know it's not my fulfilled vision right i want to get my vision not like absolute and you gotta leave room do. though for them to be you gotta leave room for them to fail like try and fail like right. you gotta leave room for like okay the the Desperado trilogy is a very unique trilogy because the movies are so spaced out. Yeah. Right. The expectations of actually every movie is different. Yeah. There was no expectations for El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. There was quite same. I mean, there's industry. There was industry. Was there industry buzz around Desperado? Buzz around Desperado, okay. which landed. Yeah. I think. I mean, Desperado. Well, I, I would watch Desperado right now. I think now. it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go on. And then, and then you have. A very long gap. I don't even want to put a timeline, but uh, but you might have ten years. Um, you might have seven. Seven. I think Desperado. I want to say came out ninety four, ninety five, ninety four. Yeah, ninety four to probably oh three. Oh three. So, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Nine. Nine years. Yeah. That's you a chunk you of have time. a significant. But gap. he was working. He was working in between there. And so he's doing a bunch of things, learning a bunch of things, right? Spy kids. Doing Spy Kids, you know, doing uh, From Dust Till Dawn, and like a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean, oh, which, dus- came, which came first? Dus- dusk per- That's interesting because I what? think Dust Till Dawn was. Uh, I want to say Dust Till Dawn came ninety four. We came came out before Desperado, and I enjoyed Desperado as, from and Duck Till Dawn. From Dusk Duck Till Dawn ninety six. Okay, and I love this movie. It's I think I've talked about it. I think like Robert Rodriguez, he's one of those people that needs to be. Reined in just a little bit, just a little bit of. Well, and I also wonder too if there's a little bit of Paul McCartney, Brian Wilson kind of uh, friendly competition going on between him and Tarantino. I wonder. I mean, because they're clearly friends. So were Brian Wilson and uh, Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. I, I believe they still are to this day. I don't know them personally, but I wonder how much there was like kind of chasing the dragon a little bit. Yeah, let's hold on. Can we just go through Robert Rodriguez's filmography? No, real quick? it's fine. Just ignore exactly no, what no, I said. No, no, well, I think uh, I think that's interesting. No, certainly they have they are a a friendly competition. Um, I, they, what do you did they revamp this whole thing? What the hell's twenty going years on? ago? 
It's you know, just Where's all filmography? No, just go Robert Rodriguez. Oh, that's why it's Steve. I'm just I thought you were gonna pick up on okay, never mind. No, I He made Sin I, City too, by the way. He did make Sin City, which I didn't love. I didn't love it either. Uh Planet Terror, I think that uh, what's was the Quentin Tarantino one of, of Grindhouse better? Yeah. Uh, Planet Terror, not Planet Terror. Death Proof, I think, was a better film of the double feature of talk about double feature. Exactly. Of uh, of Grindhouse. This is all going to tie yeah. back in. It's a, hold on. Let's talk about his top four here. I think this is a very strong top four. I'm, I'm not going to lie. El Mariachi, Sin City, Planet Terror. Uh, this is actually Sin City to a Dame to Kill for. Oh, it is. Oh, sorry. Whatever. Fuck ever. Oh, so, oh, really? That's interesting. It, so it is interesting in that regard of like. So it's not Sin City. It's not Sin City. But he Sin did City. do Sin City. Yes. Like. Yeah. Uh, should we go? Do we, we want to do director? Yeah. yeah. Let's go with director. Yeah. He's got fifty-two fucking directing credits. Because I want to like, uh, without giving away. So he did direct Sin City. Like, yes. How on earth that? He made... directed The Faculty, starring oh. Elijah Wood. Did I, did I know this? Right. That was Faculty with. That was Elijah Wood, right? Um, no, I think it was with the blonde dude. Oh uh, uh, no, this is uh, jo- Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, with the the. You know what? This movie's good. I remember this movie. Wasn't Elijah Wood in a in a? Because John Stewart was in this movie. Yeah, Elijah yeah. Wood was in this. Yeah. Okay, John. Okay, good. Because there's another one with uh, what's his name, Cyclops. Disturbing behavior, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was and I, they came out and they, we had we had a hard time yeah. finding which similar ones. movies. But yes, this is yeah this this movie I would watch again. Yeah, uh, I think I watched this once. Saw this movie in the theaters. I think I watched this once. Uh, faculty kind of reminded me a little bit too much of uh, Class of 1999. That was an old B movie <laughs> that I like for some reason we watched as kids. Uh, uh, let's see here. So El Mariachi. Which I remember, like watching, like a, I remember watching a like sixty minutes piece on him about like just how like you what know, was he, the budget mm, for El Mariachi? Oh, yeah. like like five grand. Yeah, like I think I mean, that's why there's a sixty minute piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like. <laughs> but again, you're talking about like giving limited resources. Giving and making, limited resources, and he made a uh, very interesting story. Uh, I don't know where that would be as far as budget. You probably would have to go to Wikipedia, I think. Oh, you mean uh, as far as what the budget of? No, what's the other one? Oh, box office returns. Oh, budget seven grand. Seven. We got it all the way down here. Look at that. See, just get and it. <laughs> it grossed in the United States two million dollars. Yep. Opening weekend was <laughs> three hundred twelve thousand dollars. So that's, that's pretty. That's pretty good return. That's a <laughs> really big return. That's it's pretty good. You did tight, good. Wh- a tight one hundred and twenty-one minutes. That's it. Okay, hold on. Put that in. Put that in your notebook. One hour and twenty-one minutes for El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And hold on. It back in. Uh, he oh, okay, the TV series. Okay, there was a timeline uh, that was throwing me off here. Really Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Ot three. Saw Demi Lovato ahead of from an Dust hour Till and forty two. It felt like two ten, <laughs> like it felt like two fifteen. I remember like, is this gonna be fucking over? Is this done? Well, and and then also like Johnny Depp, like me and Johnny Depp. You know, and Johnny Depp don't I, jive. I I like it when Johnny Depp. Well, sometimes I don't mind if he puts a wacky hat on. I don't like it when he puts a wacky hat on all the time. That's my problem. I think sometimes he's just a little bit too wacky all the time. 
Hmm. And like, give me hit me with a subdued Johnny Depp every so often. It'll be okay. What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, maybe Ed Wood. Ed um, Wood. Yeah. Or, There's no wacky hats in Ed Wood for I mean, sure. I don't mind. Like that's why I had to pull it back a little bit as far as like mm, sometimes. Sometimes I don't, I don't mind being a little bit too wacky. But uh, also, I really did not like like as an idea Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. Well, that was a man getting a paycheck. What what's wrong with a man getting a paycheck? Um, for that's fine. I don't fault Johnny Depp for getting paid. I don't, I don't hate him for that. I if once again, if somebody wants to pay a shitty linebacker from Iowa to do a Carlos O'Kelly's commercial, <laughs> I'm not gonna stop him, and I'm not gonna Touché. think Touché. I'm not gonna think less of you. Touché. I'm just not gonna support. Touché. Well, then I think <laughs> I'm not. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Sure. What's my favorite Johnny Depp movie? Uh, not Finding Neverland. Not uh, he was Secret Window. He was in an episode of not King of the Hill as Yogi Vicker. Not uh, Chocolat. Uh, no. Let's see here. Not Sleepy Hollow. Not The Astronaut's Wife. Not The Ninth Gate. Maybe Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, uh, you know Donnie Brasco is good. Donnie Brasco is good. Nick of Time was not good. Uh, I never watched Dead Man. I've watched it. I own. I used to own that on VHS, actually. Not Benny June. Benny it's very. June. It's very uh, artsy. Yeah. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is great. That's a good movie. Um, another person where again, I think limited resources. You know, it like <sighs> yep. they can do a lot, and then the more resources you give them, they kind of like blow up a little right. bit. Where in and actually, we can juxtapose this a little bit with Quentin Tarantino because again, like. When you're you're bringing your Tim Burton's and your Robert Rodriguez of the world and everything with that, Quentin Tarantino also started with you know relatively nothing as far as film budget goes and stuff, making right. movies, th- yeah, you know Reservoir Dogs or anything with that, like where you're making movies out of nothing, right? Because the story's so good. Right. But as you get more and more budget, they don't. He, he Quentin Tarantino didn't seem to blow that up. He he actually seemed to revert and make it simple. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of. I mean, what's the most? Django Unchained actually might Django be the Unchained, most. Django Unchained, maybe Inglorious Bastards. Maybe you know? Kill Bill. <sighs> as far as just like money, budget wise, budget wise that you're spending. I don't know if. Kill but then you look at something like the Hateful Kill Eight, and they're like, I love the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight's great. Like, and it's just, it's just script, it's just script based. I think, quite frankly, for me, I think you can take the Hateful Eight, and it would make. An excellent, excellent stage play. I think there's mm-hmm. a way to do it. I think it's possible. It is a stage <laughs> play. I it's, mean, it's practically a stage play. And yeah. I and I'm like, yeah. as I'm sitting there watching it with my wife, who had no business watching it. And that's, that's yeah. I was like, she was fine. Like, the cops listen to this and they're going to bust down your door. But your wife doesn't. My wife doesn't, my wife doesn't so listen to this. Fine. No, and it was like for some reason she was watching like Facebook videos on the way over here, and a, a video from Squid Game came up. From what? Squid Game? Have we we haven't talked about Squid Game yet? No. Oh, okay. We'll okay. get there. We'll circle back. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. hey, yeah, that's that's from Squid Game. Do not you have no business watching Squid Game. Don't don't watch Squid Game. It's not for you. Same thing with Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight is not made for my wife. And she was like, I want to spend time with you. I and you want to go watch this movie and you're gonna watch this movie for I think we were watching it for uh, my movie review show at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go watch this, and I was like, um, 
Okay. Are you sure? Because it's this is not for you. So you're going to the theater to watch this. Yes. It's not at home. No, no. It's like, and so we went and watched it, and she's like, I did not like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's, I, she just, I don't understand why anybody would like things like this. I don't. It's like, yep. You're making her seem to be much more of a clutching pearls type of woman. Than uh, she when is, it, when I mean, it comes to like brutal violence, she can't. She cannot. Yeah. She cannot handle brutal violence. Hmm. She just anything that is like where. Oh, this is. Oh, what would ha- are that those elements of it? <laughs> what would happen if you literally like started like pulling people apart and cutting stuff off? You know, what would it be mm-hmm. like? I think Hateful Eight's closer to than some of the other Tarantino stuff. Well, particularly like Kill Bill, you know, Kill Bill where he's just spraying blood all over the place. It's great. Well, and I, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but when Django came out, like he gave a whole interview about like the use of blood in his films and mm-hmm. everything with that. And the, I I think, he, uh, again, when you're listening to the director, when you listen to the writer of of, of the movie you're watching or anything with yeah. that. There is intent, especially when you get to that level. Author where, intent. Yeah, of course there's author intent. And so when they're like, you know, I want a grotesque use of blood in this situation to desensitize the people to it or to make it not comical, but to l- make it less uh, real. Real. Yeah. Comical in, a, in, yeah. A, in the comical sense. But uh, when when you when you reach the level. And I, I've yet to rewatch Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I need to. I've rewatched it like four times, and I need it's to have so fucking good. I need to have like three hours to like because every time I run across, I'm like, I don't have three hours. I don't just, have it. I well, just commit. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, like maybe tonight, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But again, is it's so another. Fucking good. It, I fucking love it. With but all another my heart. example though of like he probably where like Once Upon a Time in Mexico failed. Was that there were endless resources, and they used those endless resources to an extreme that made that got away from the original authenticity of what made El Mariachi great for seven grand, you know? Right, and Desperado. I mean, I'm curious what do we get? Uh, Desperados. Do we figure out what Desperado came was cost? We'll find it. Or how long? Oh, hey, you just passed it. It's okay. No, it's I, well. Keep going down. You you, you passed it. It's uh, underneath cast. There you go. Oh, well, I was just going to type it in. 144. 144. W- which is fine. Do you need a movie to be 120? Uh, no, but it, I, I think I just rem- I remember when I was watching Once Upon a Time. Seven million dollar budget. Even <sighs> it's still super small. That's but it's, you know, tenfold. That's, you know, <laughs> hundredfold. Hundredfold. Yeah. yeah. Hundredfold. I don't. Oh, gross is the 25 mil. That's excellent. Uh, came out in '95. Still, okay, still netted it net nine thousand dollars after that after opening weekend. That's incredible. Uh, I think for me, it's. I wish that there was more space in Hollywood for these mid-level budget movies. Uh, th- this is a this is a problem. You want to talk about taking a risk? Throwing thirty million dollars at a at a movie is not. That's not happening anymore. No, you are experiencing what happened to the music industry. It's like you're not Neil Young. Robert Rodriguez is Neil Young. That's not. That's not happening. Oh no, anymore. I really hate him. <laughs> oh, really hate him. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like you're Bob Dylan. If if Quentin Tarantino was Bob Dylan and uh, Robert Rodriguez is Neil Young, these guys aren't getting signed anymore. Like they're gonna do. Like they're gonna sell fun pieces. I was listening to um, a Joe Rogan. Um, 
podcast where he was mm-hmm. interviewing the guy that made uh, the QAnon HBO series. Oh yeah, everything like that. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's a it's it's a nice take on it. Um, you know, did you believe Wally he had to say? Uh, well, I feel like I came. I, in, I shouldn't poke that bear. Sorry. I I came into QAnon <laughs> in in a way of like I heard about it through my conspiracy podcast. I listened. I was like, okay, what's this? Thank Explored you. it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'll monitor it. So I'll, I'll monitor. I'll just, I'll just. Keep, I'll keep my eye on you. You're over there. I get you. Okay, cool. And the because the one podcast, the so the guy that I, that I listen to on my conspiracy podcast, I listen to, um, he had his own podcast, and that when I listened to that, I, I, it was heavily religious. Like he was heavily into Jesus and everything oh. like that. And I was like, all right, well, that's a warning sign. Hold on one second. We're just gonna, we're gonna pop that over here real quick. Here, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll. Look, hey, I'm not going to discriminate. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll hear. It's interesting. Do I want it to be true? Yeah, sure. It'd be fun. It'd be, that'd be fun to see the world be that fucking crazy. So just listen to it. Are, are you talking about like the idea of like major that there's insiders in the White House that are giving coded messages to the internet you and know? drinking babies' blood? Well, I mean, that's where if you get into and listen to the listen to the podcast and the storm, the the righteous storm that's there. There was a number of things coming from a number of different people, which makes far more sense than anything else. But again, like I did not get into QAnon. All right, I just like to be aware of things. I just remember, like one time, you're not letting me finish. Oh, I thought. Oh, you're not letting me finish. Oh, okay, go on. Okay, finish because you're getting lost in the QAnon stuff. Okay, no, I don't want to get lost in the QAnon. Okay, but what he did though. To to make this oh, movie, oh yeah, yeah, going he, back to budgets. Yeah, he was going back. So he was making this movie for three years off of loans and credit cards. Yep. To self fund or self yep. uh, produce this movie. Yep. And then because of the storm of political like mm-hmm. correctness that we live in, like Amazon was like, we're not taking we're not taking documentaries anymore, and we're taking down all documentaries that we have. Like we just don't have documentaries. I can't anymore. believe that hasn't been a story that I've heard about. Quite frankly, I like and listening to like the trade, uh, not the trades, the trades, the, uh, the couple of Hollywood centric podcasts I've listened to. Uh-huh. That's not a story that I've heard at all, which I'm like, oh, that's. And when you said it, it's like, huh? Yeah, 100 yeah, percent. I have not had like a documentary pop up and, and be pushed. I say that. But then I watched a docuseries about uh, Lou, not Lululemo, about uh, Lou LaRoe the other day. So maybe that's that's okay. He, he cited he cited the Cove, the Dolphin documentary, as one that was taken off. Anyway, Anyhow. whether they have documentaries on Amazon or not, it, they're not buying documentaries. How about okay? So that's the maybe situation. they're making it's okay. All right, so this is the situation he was in where he was kind of shit up the creek, like he was making well, this I thing. Mean, he had loans and credit cards out and everything with that. And, and when then, you take one major buyer off it, of the market, and then literally like HBO came in at like the eleventh hour and. Mm. Interesting. And picked it up. and Because otherwise it'd be dead in the water, honestly. Yeah. So it, it was just an interesting uh, tale, I guess, of like, yeah, you're going to devote yourself to this, this the kind of thing you have to do yeah. if you're going to be, like, there, no one's going to give you a blank check for a production company. Netflix, Netflix is not going to be like, okay, here, you've done nothing? Sure. Okay, cool. Um, you made some, you know, some films on your own. Uh, here's, you know, 20 million. Uh, you're just going to go off and do this stuff, you know. Just do this for us. That you're bringing things to them that yeah. you've already that done. They, yeah, it's already been. Produ- it's already been produced. So th- that world of, you know, well, I think he didn't. He, I mean, he also like made his couple sizzle reels and tried to. Get he made movies. Stuff. He's made movies before. Sure, yeah. he had stuff, but yeah. like, um, 
the idea of going of making it and then pitching it to people right that's that's a kind of a broken model as far as before when you're like okay yeah you made el mariachi i don't know who robert rodriguez signed with and everything mm-hmm. like that but like they gave him seven million dollars to make the next movie robert, yeah. robert rodriguez did not come up with the seven million dollars to make that movie right no, he was yeah. given he was, he was, the seven million dollars as budget yes that doesn't happen anymore right where is antonio banderas in his career in 95 can you uh riddle me sure. that Because I'm curious. Antonio. Antonio, my ladies. Too sexy. Yeah, I love oh. that Jimmy Fallon, man. Oh, my God. He is just... He's a national treasure. Um, uh, what the... Why, why, I don't know why you're jumping around. Uh, where's Assassins? Elmer, Desperado was 95. Uh, well, first off, he was in Philadelphia. You know, as a gay lover. Oh. And he was in an interview with the vampire. The vampire. Oh, Chronicles. that's right. He. That's my favorite part where he, like, he, he passes his hand through a candle and goes... It's very sexy. Very sexy. Too sexy. And then Desperado. <laughs> Desperado. And he was in Four Rooms, a segment. He's a man. Uh, I never watched Four Rooms. I think that was. Oh, you never watched Four Rooms? Four Rooms is good. Who made. That was uh, with four directors, right? Yeah. Quentin was, Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. This is the same cast uh, of characters we're talking about. Yeah. Who is the, who's, who is the other uh, two directors? Eli Roth or whatever the oh, fuck his really? name is. Uh, yeah, Tim Roth. Tim Roth is the bellhop. He's kind of the. Madonna. Yeah, he's the everyman. Who's the, who are the four directors? Uh, Allison Anderson, Og- Alexander Rockwell, and there has to be more because I thought Tarant- yeah Tarantino was involved. The man yeah. from Hollywood, Chuck Jones, did the animated. Oh, Chuck Jones, Alexander Rockwell. What has he done again? See a real. This person? movie doesn't happen now. Yeah, because scroll all the way down. What's the budget <laughs> of this? Seventeen mil. Back in ninety five. What the? Actually, we might go back. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. no, no, no. We'll go back to that. We know where oh. it is in this. Oh, page. okay. Yeah, okay. I thought you were on that page still. So. Sorry, my Come apologies. On. Four million. Four million. What did I say? I don't know. I don't, I know d- I don't listen to you half the time. Oh, right. Well, it didn't grow as much. It didn't, did not do well. It did not do well. What are you doing opening on Christmas Day, you fox? Oh, you really thought this was gonna be Oscar bait? Really? <laughs> what the fuck? Again. <laughs> Coming out this Christmas. It is filmed at the Chateau Marmont. The gorgeous Chateau Marmont. 8221 Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. There's a bunch of weed there, guys, if you want, so <laughs> don't worry. No, it's, it's good. Uh, I, it's fun. It's an, it's yeah. an art house film. Oh, you know, it's, but again, in... You know, seeing Jackie Brown. Well, Jackie Brown. I like. I've rewatched that. I think in the past calendar year, Jackie Brown still stands out. I think, like, I probably. What's your least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? <sighs> That's a good question. All right, I'm, I'm gonna say Kill Bill. I I don't think I really. Yeah, I think Kill. Uh, I think it's not as. Hmm. I don't think it's. It might be Inglorious Bastards, actually. If I'm if I'm going off the cuff off the top of my head, and it's so interesting too because like I love True Romance. I know it was written by him. Mm-hmm. I think I love True Romance. Uh, I love From Dust Till Dawn. He wrote the screenplay for that. Like, yeah. there's so many movies this that he's good. attached to that I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
so this this is writing. Credits. Like I would never want to watch CSI except for the two episodes that he wrote. He wrote two episodes of CSI back in out five. Like I might actually just, just go watch go those. go find those two episodes. Uh, it's a double. So where's his directing credits? Yeah, this is all written by. Yeah, director twenty one. Out of the movie he's directed. Out of the movie, which I think is fair. Um, he directed an episode, and he directed of those two episodes of CSI. So we might okay. Have to we actually, might have to actually. Dig you those you out. and I might have to sit down and watch two episodes of CSI: Gravedigger One and Two. Oh, uh, let's see here. And I'm not watching one episode. Of okay, Kimmel. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Four Rooms. I guess we can count that in there. Jackie mm-hmm. Brown, Kill Bill, Sin City is a special. That's interesting. Uh, Grindhouse, Inglorious Bastards. Django, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm I'm gonna stand by my opinion. I think Kill Bill, it's just I don't volume one and two or just volume probably one? more volume two. Volume I, two. I I think volume one had. Well, are you a big samurai guy? Are you a, big like not, kung not, fu? Not big, but like can appreciate it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoy like I remember. Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting, but I don't think I don't love it as compared to well. As compared to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know um, me. I love Anthony Bourdain a lot, and yeah. I watch a lot of it. Um, he he has a, a great affiniation for uh, affinity. Sorry for um, the for kung fu movies, and he talks about it when he goes. And it's so interesting watching a chef's tour where they have no budget, and you can clearly tell they're like, "We're going to fly you to Asia, and then you're just <laughs> you're gonna, gonna figure it out. You're just gonna be there, all right? So like, <laughs> you're gonna go to like." China, and then Japan, and then the Philippines, Mm. and that's what you're going to do. You're not popping around. You're not going from China to San Diego. No, 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 no. No, no. No, no. You're there. You're going to make this. We're going to do this for a month and a half. And and then we're going to send it all in. You're you're traveling the world, but not really. Not really. Okay. So anyway, so there was a lot of, uh, I love kung fu movies and everything with that. And it's like, I don't really love kung fu movies. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. But what I appreciated about Kill Bill was there was the element of segmented storytelling. Like, we're going to give chapters and we're going to give out of out of order chapters and everything like yeah. that. And that's some, that's a calling card of Tarantino for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but he just kind of, I think he handled the having a budget in a, in a way that still stayed true to a story. I do mm. think. So that being said, Inglorious Bastards, though, I when I'm watching it, that seemed more like a caricature of a Tarantino movie. I think my thing is that I would, I'm going to go and say this. I think Inglorious Bastards is his funniest movie. And I think he was trying to play up the yucks a lot more. Yeah. And I think that's, and I don't know, I think that's because of the material. <laughs> um, well, and he does, in this part of the reason why I like him is a lot as well, he plays up an alternative version of history. He will live yeah. in that. And he does that in Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Right. Yeah. That living in an alternative world because right. of how, uh, again, the meta like film yes. theory yeah. let's write a paper and make a thesis about it <laughs> kind of thing is like well well because actually this is the lens through which people will decide what is actual truth or not yeah is there a world where people in 40 years watching glorious bastards and think that hitler died in a the movie theater <laughs> maybe right. probably right. more so than you would want to believe right yes you know yes and the same thing with like once upon a time in hollywood uh same thing with uh um uh what was the other one i don't know well that was the only two I had. yeah that's the only two 
but but he's lived in those yeah, worlds uh, in Django. You could probably say in Django. Sure, yeah, uh, it's like real world. Yeah. Like he's dealing with like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and in Glorious Bastards. He's dealing with like real, real world things. I think of, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. so much more like is this is real. This is real. This is real. This is real. Mm-hmm. All the way through, as compared to Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, I think is it is a joke. It is a comedy. Sure, and I, I think like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is too. No, not I don't think so. I think it's I think not it's every, I think it's an interesting film. Like it's it's an interesting character study more than anything about, about the you know the Hollywood loser. I mean a, a guy. I love everybody loves those stories. I in, in my opinion or a the, real I, Rudy. You know what? The one saying, hey, "Listen, you've you've achieved all your dreams. You've mm-hmm. reached the pinnacle of success, and now you're on the downslide. And how how does that affect you? How how the people who've reached the cream of the crop? I've made it. I've got that brass ring, and now now I, I'm young. I'm not young anymore. I'm not the it person mm-hmm. anymore, and I'm struggling to live my life knowing that I, things will. I know things will never be as good." as they once were they've never i've i there's no way i'm gonna get back mm-hmm. i can't i i think that's an interesting story and we've talked about a little bit yeah. about that uh and that's what that's what i really enjoy about once just how sad of a character is uh rick dalton like he's just like he's the epitome of just someone who's just he's so broken he's a really broken man and i love and i love that is that your favorite leonardo dicaprio movie um, this was brought up on a podcast I listened to, a fantasy football podcast that they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and they, no, no, there's there's one guy on the panel of four that like knows good things, okay, okay. And then the other guy was like, uh, I mean, Titanic has Ta- to be his best role, right? I'm like, um, God no, damn, you're a fucking idiot. No, they also had they also were talking about barbecue today in the podcast yeah. I was listening to, and they're like, oh, uh. Best pot, best barbecue, sweet uh, baby rays. Well, they what they do is they send out. They have a fan sending letters and everything like that, and they're like from a place that has the best barbecue, or th- from a city in Missouri that has the best barbecue in the world. And they're like, uh, I can't really think of any place in Missouri that chill a coffee. Who, who would have the best barbecue in Missouri? Like Saint Saint Louis is Saint Louis. Have? Yeah, Saint Louis is known for Saint its Louis. I mean, and then one goes like, "Well, I was just in Austin. Um, yeah, they they had really good. They had really good barbecue. So I'd say That's Austin. In fucking Texas. I'd, I'd say Austin. I mean, there Texas. might be there might be an Austin. No, no, he was talking about Austin, Texas. He's like, oh, like oh, I think Austin, Texas actually has the best barbecue. And it's like, for, like they're talking about Kansas City. Kansas, what the fuck? fuck? Like, there's only three that they they ever fucking talk about. What the fuck? fuck. So when. And he has horrible takes. Anyway, it's beside the point. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio came up, and he's like, "Oh, Titanic has to be the best one." Like, absolutely. He's like, "Well, have you seen, uh, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street? Have you seen, uh, 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 what was the other one? Uh, fuck, uh, what's the Scorsese one? Um, I don't. Know. Wolf of Wall Street was the Scorsese. No, one. no, no. The other, uh, the, uh, the Departed." Oh, the departed. Um, the departed. Uh, yeah, that's uh, not my favorite. He, he listed uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. He listed da 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 da, um, Revenant. Um, yeah. Anyway, he listed a number, 
any of the yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Outside, I mean, Shutter Island is fantastic. I thought it's a fun movie. I that's love also Shutter Scorsese. Island. It's also, like, I, he let, went on a run. I can't believe that's a Scorsese. That weird little noir movie. But, I would but probably, anyway, yeah, go he, ahead. he had no idea who the fuck. Like, he had no idea. He's like, well, Titanic is as big as one. I was like, are you kidding me? You're a fucking moron. He's a fucking moron. Uh, I'm going to go and say right now that my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie is probably Catch Me If You Can. I think catch me if, once again me. What a safe middle of the road answer. I'm a I am a fan of con man movies. You are. You have it's, said that in this podcast. In this podcast, I enjoy con man movies. So I think it's also the aesthetic of the 1960s modern like modern takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I really like modern. That was also his in first design. foray into like actually shining. Like he like, he he's always That's been a, a good actor. Oh, let's let's back that up. I'm curious. Like I, I, I want to. Put put your money where you're I'm gonna put that money where 2001, right? 2001. Uh, Catch so me if you 2002. Catch me if you can. This is Gangs of New York. Ooh, <sighs> wait, no, 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 the, no. Catch me if you can had to be no. the same year as Gangs of New York. No. New fucking new. No. Who fucking new? What's the release date? This that's is, that's a good question. Uh, scroll all the way down to the budget. Jesus Christ. Area. Who fucking knew? Catch me if you can and. Uh, and uh, Gangs of New York came out the same year. 2000, uh, okay. 2000, so or December, December 20th. 20th. Catch Me If You Can had to come out before that. Had to. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. I don't have a strong time and place of no. Christmas fucking day. Fucking same fucking week. No. Within a week, those two movies fucking came out. That's fucking That's nuts. I'm going to steal nuts. a word that you use all the time. That's wackadoodle. That is wackadoodle upon wackadoodle. I love that. That's, That's fucking, fucking great. insane. Within the same fucking week, two absolutely uh, top talent, I mean, modern day sure. working directors. We're going to throw this out. Working directors uh, between Spielberg and Scorsese putting out. Two fucking movies starring Leonardo DiCaprio in the same fucking week. The logistics alone. <laughs> the logistics. I'm guessing that. Ooh, like, what? Wait, I'd, first I'd, off, Catch Me If You Can's budget is $52 million. All right. I believe that. Did you see the over under of the Gangs of New no, York? No, I did not. No. All right. So, over under. I'll give I'm you. Gonna, uh, I'll give you. Uh, let's think here. Are we doing over under the 52 mil? No, whose budget's more? Whose who's budget's more? But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You want, you want a number for me? Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say seventy mil. Seventy mil. For seventy mil for for Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. It's a hundred million. <laughs> opening weekend, nine point one million. Versus opening weekend of Catch Me If You Can, thirty million. Yeah. This is why you don't throw. Uh, but again, I, okay. What's uh, hold on? What's catch it me, doesn't dispro- catch me if you can is two twenty one, and also and then Gangs and Eric is two forty seven. Also, I think that it, Catch Me If You Can is a fun light movie. It's got Tom Hanks, and well, I, I'm not I'm not bringing that up. Then I don't think I don't think Tom Hanks shines in this movie. I don't think this is a Tom uh, Hanks tips vehicle. The scales. He tips the scales. Anyhow, um, I think it's I think it's a fun story, which is what people are wanting to do when they go out. On holiday weekend, you're talking to a guy that went and saw Django Unchained <laughs> on Christmas, Christmas yes. and I fucking loved, loved it. it. Yes, hundred oh, percent. So I get good. That. So you're uh, talking the wrong audience, but it doesn't actually disprove my point of like this was the first like, hey, he's not just he, Jack from yeah, Titanic; he yeah. can actually really act. Um, well, he didn't really have that much in between those two things. So, so Titanic came For, out in '97, 
And then I don't remember celebrity. I don't. I don't remember. I think it's black and white. I don't remember. Oh, is that the one that they don't want released Mm -hmm. because it's like it paints people in in a? Oh no, this is Woody Allen. Allen. No, they don't want to release because Woody Allen did it. (laughs) No, there was there was a like black and white documentary about like the Brat Pack, not Brat Pack, but like this Mm -hmm. like group of bad boys and. Elijah Wood, I think, is involved. Not Elijah Wood. No, there's some other people who they're like Emil Hirsch. Like Emil Hirsch, like is being kind of like what Entourage became. Became it was kind of that idea. But uh, here's the thing: Leonardo DiCaprio is a fantastic actor. Okay, I think he, I think he relies too much on yelling. Sure, sure. That's my problem. Is he one note? Sure. I mean, but uh, yeah. But yeah. uh, what's an Ingo great? He's fantastic in. Okay. Uh, I could, I can't get through the Quick and the Dead. I can't do it. I it's don't think. So apparently, you don't like Sam Raimi. That's what it is. I think it is. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you don't. You don't like for love the game. Sam Raimi. I don't like any of the Spider Man movies. You don't like. You don't like Sam Raimi. That's okay. That's when was the last time you watched Evil Dead? Uh, let's see here. Where were we at? I, and I, I don't. I like the Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Uh, what about the Beach? Do you remember the Beach? I, I've never seen the Beach. I remember what. So That's the one movie I'm like. I should watch this movie. Actually, it was a group. It was uh, Tilda Swinton, isn't that like? And uh, she hot. Uh, I think you might see her naked. Nice. I think. Uh, Very nice. Until the swim. Um, we, it was like a group of like, we were like, let's all go watch a movie at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And we ended up, oh, okay, the beach. Okay, that sounds interesting. And we watched it and everybody's like, what the fuck is this? I'm trying to remember what's his name. Danny Boyle. Danny yeah. Boyle directed that movie. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, this is fucking different. Well, it was like immediately coming off of Titanic. It was like yeah, the first. I yeah. mean, okay, the Man in the Iron Mask. I, which I enjoyed. It's it's not bad. I've watched that within the last we watched, year and a half calendar. We calendar watched year. like the last half of it uh, while on vacation. It was just like, oh, well, this is on. I enjoy. It's a I. At this point in time, between this and like Zorro, it's like there was this weird swashbuckling renaissance. Yeah, and it was just in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm like. I, I like swashbuckling. Everyone loves We need a new <laughs> swashbuckling need, renaissance. renaissance honestly. We need, right? <laughs> that's what we need. So that's what America needs right now. It's another swashbuckling we, renaissance like we we should, had in the late 90s. Let's actually look up and see if there's some swashbuckling renaissance movies coming out. Oh, Just, man. I saw that, again, CBS was going to have a... Because uh, I was watching a football. swashbuckling movie? No, they have, this, they have this show coming on called Ghosts. And the, trust me, this episode is not brought to you by the show see, Ghosts. See. Okay, because this looks fucking... It, I Again, it's like the same category of the Billie Eilish song. Yeah. Like I had to give them credit for trying something new. new. It's a bunch of dead people that are like ghosts that decide to open up like an Airbnb type bed and breakfast kind of My thing. My sister-in-law is like, she's like, I think I like this or she wants to be or wants to watch I don't it. think it's aired yet. Oh, it has. Okay. She, maybe she's think, interested in it. Yeah. So anyway, so, I have yeah. to give them, I have to give them credit Sh- for trying. trying. You know, thanks for trying the whole thing. Anyway, if, if, if we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that, but if we're gonna go, I think my favorite. If I'm looking at it, I, I think Shutter Island. Actually, Shutter Island's really good. Not Inception. As far as Leonardo's uh, Leonardo's uh, performances, I think I love him in Django. He's fantastic. He's in Django. really good in Django. He's really good in Django. Uh, Django is a really good. Let's movie. see here. Uh, movies I haven't seen starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Blood Diamond. Oh, Blood Diamond's great. Revolutionary Road. That's not. J. Edgar? No. Uh, the Great Gatsby? No, I haven't seen that either. Uh, keep going up. What else is there? Mm, 
that's about it. That's about it. I, I, I'm, I'm once again talking about like the world ending. Uh, I'm kind of interested about the new Netflix movie yeah. that's coming out on Christmas Day mm-hmm. as well. Don't look up. Don't look up. Yeah. That looks interesting. Yep. I think that should be. Anytime uh, Big Tits uh, Lawrence is on there, you know, I'll give her a shot. Sign me up, I exactly. guess, huh? That's what we call her on this podcast. That's what, <laughs> no, no, not we, please. Big titties. Oh, Nathan says all the time. What's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Big titties Lawrence over there. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Quit putting words in my mouth. Quit trying to get me indicted. His address is blah, 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 blah. Um, Did you ever watch J. Edgar? Uh, no, but I... Of I, all the things that I we need a biopic about, fucking J. Edgar Hoover's one, I guess. Is, is he an address? I don't know because I never fucking watched it because I don't. It would be. It would be. You know who? Would, uh, get, I would get pre- ready for this. You know, watch this movie because it was directed by fucking Clint of Eastwood. Course, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I didn't watch that fucking movie. <laughs> and if and if Leonardo was in a dress, I would appreciate Clint Eastwood as a director because he'd be like, okay, well, okay, he took a chance. All right, cool. Let's, let's, if only, if There's, only, uh, what's his name, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, direct. Oh, what's his name? Tim Burton. Tim Burton directed J. Edgar. Yeah. You know, and just getting wacky. Really get to it. Really get wacky. That's what I want. Uh, speaking of Netflix, so Squid Game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we Squid, have this yeah. as a note. Squid Game. <sighs> Squid Game. It's a new. Hold on. Now talk about Squid Game. Go. Why? I just wanted, you know, just to brace the audience for a, a change in tone. Oh, well, it's not that much. Because everyone's like, what about, <laughs> what what about <laughs> Growing Pains? And I'm like, well, okay. just People don't want to talk about Growing Pains. He was pains fantastic too. in Growing Pains. Did you watch Growing oh, Pains? Yo, oh, I did. I remember because he was illiterate. He was, he was adopted. <laughs> he was adopted. Which <laughs> I think is worse than being illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse, being adopted or being illiterate? It's like about throwing darts at a fucking board. <laughs> like the worst TMZ fucking. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. What do you think's worse? The fact what if that he's, he's an Afghan uh, interpreter? <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so, so Squid, squid Game, squid it's, game. It's, uh, it's sweeping the nation. Oh, my God. It's, Currently? Yeah. It's, it's hot right now. It's hot. As of nine twelve on September or October third. Uh, oh, honestly, you might be on the back end. It's probably a, that's how it works with Netflix. Things get hot and then they just then people move on. I'm off the Netflix train. You're so. on the oh. Do you have a Netflix account? I do. I support <laughs> multiple people on the Netflix. <laughs> what a sweet, I'm, I'm just a, sweet a supplier. Man. I'm just a supplier. <laughs> You're just I'm like sure. the guy that leaves five bucks out for the heroin <laughs> addict to just go buy a. Just go ahead, just go ahead and watch Squid Game, guys. Anyway. Uh so Squid Game. It is a Korean program. No nope. pass. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's about people who are like under like tremendous. First off, if you said Squid Game to me, like what country <laughs> is this from? from? Like I, <laughs> I think you give me three guesses. I get <laughs> it. Korea. I get it. Yep. Like uh, somewhere in Eastern Asia for sure. <laughs> okay, go. Um. So it's about people who are like under immense amount of debt, like in bad situations, who mm-hmm. their backs are up against the wall in some random literal debt, money, li- debt. money debt, monetary debt, monetary debt. Also, just they or they like yeah they need money to help people. Anyhow, okay. uh, and this they, is the good Korea, the South Korea. Ah uh, yes, yeah. okay. There is a there is a North Korean gal in the movie in the show. How did she get out? Uh, she uh, she got smuggled out, and she needs money to smuggle her mother out. Well, this is interesting. Anyhow, so their backs are up against the wall. They're not doing well. Clearly. And so they get, hey, you know, come join. You, you want to come and try to win money doing this. And so they sign up, and it is a game where there's six rounds, and if you make it to the end of the round, then you get, I don't remember, I think the guy w- wins with 
40 mil 40, 40 million dollars it's like a I had to constantly look up how much Korean I was yen, gonna say. yen is compared to American dollars because it's like 140 gazillion billion <laughs> yen. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot. And it, it means good. a lot to this guy, but is it a lot? It's like, oh, it's 40 mil. Uh, anyhow, so. Would you take 40 mil? Uh, to murder a bunch of people? No. I, I oh, don't, is that uh, what it is? So so what happens is it's, uh, it's almost like Saw-esque where people are, okay, everybody is in this. So they go to the first game, okay, and they get so everybody gets Is this like, a real show? They're like a reality show? Or this is, this is not fiction? a reality okay, show. This, this is fiction. fiction. This okay. is drama. Everybody's like, is this a reality show? And it's like, well, and, then I start, s- and then I start describing like people get murdered. Is this a reality show? I'm uh, like, no. Well, you mentioned a, a Korea, so <laughs> it's right? possible. Ooh, so. I No, well, maybe. Uh, anyhow, so like, okay, everybody gets like, Hey, get picked up. Oh, we'll pick you up at this point. It's like Black Mirror was popular. Let's yes. do this. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's. I've never thought about Black Mirror with regards to this program, but sure, there's elements of the it. The writers but, of this well, show because, did. Well, because yeah, it's. I'll, I'll stop it, interrupting. It, it, Go no, on. It's Explain. Anyhow, so they get gassed when they get picked up, and then they just wake up, and they're in a giant room with everybody's wearing the same jumpsuits with numbers on themselves. Okay. And they're like, okay, first game is we're going to play red light, green light. And it's this, you know, you got to make it to the end of the, you got to make it 100 yards. And there's this giant baby doll who's doing like the red light, green light. Mm-hmm. And if she catches you moving, then you just get fucking shot in the fucking head. Okay. <laughs> and so, and okay, red light. So this girl from North Korea is not really from North Korea. Uh, this, probably. This is a fictional person. Pro- it's fictional. Like all yes. of North Korea then. All of North Korea is fictional? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to throw a Just, throw, just toss that in there. You ever hear that? that the no, North no, there, Korea is, is, there is no real. There is no real North Korea. That's interesting. That's yeah. a fun, that's I just a fun like idea. To, I just like to just pay attention throw, to just it. Toss it in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eye on you, North Korea, whether or not you actually exist. Well, I'll keep my eye on you, CIA, for creating well, a fictional. Yeah, keep an eye on the CIA for sure. Okay, uh, anyway. Anyhow, so then like everybody freaks out and you know gets murdered. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's just people... Trying to so one person survived the out of four hundred and fifty six of them. Okay, I'm not gonna watch it, so you can spoil away. Uh, it's I'm not gonna spoil it for everybody else. Oh, that's right. There's people. There's people who are listening to this, or at least I hope they are. Fuck. Uh, what's this all been for, Bobby? (laughs) If I can't scuba, (laughs) I can't scuba. What's this all been for? If I can't ruin Squid Game, I enjoyed Squid Game. I think it has some. What don't you enjoy? Uh, fucking the Comey rule. That was a piece of shit. Oh what my was God. that? Uh, so that was a Showtime series. It was a short, uh, like Showtime limited series with four episodes uh, with starring Jeff Daniels as James Comey going through the investigation of oh. Hillary Clinton through the election of Donald Trump and like all the shenanigans leading up to like, newsroom wasn't successful oh, enough. Oh, no, it was. It was the most patronizing fucking piece of garbage I've ever, you know, and, it's and like, you've watched United States of Battle. I haven't watched the United States. It was just like, hey, guys, like, oh, my God, the Steele dossier. Oh, the Steele dossier. It's just like, um, no, this has been, like, disproven, like, on multiple accounts that all of it's just, like, straight up absolute hearsay that no one wants to fucking talk about. What's that? Okay. What's that face? Right. No, 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 go on. No, go on. It's fine. The I, so it's fine. It's all of like the idea of Ru- Donald Trump being a Russian plant and Donald Trump being under Russian control is complete fucking nonsense. And you want that on the record? I want that on the record. Okay. And the idea, the idea of like fearing Russia is and using that as a ploy 
But they they rigged the 2016 election. They didn't. No, they spent like twenty thousand dollars on Facebook ads. Do you know if how you, far if that you can think, get you? <laughs> if you think twenty thousand dollars in Facebook ads is going to corrupt and ruin this is just for fucking money. democratic this society, <laughs> you've like you've got to sit there and like really think. Oh, I mean, yes. Don't get me wrong. I do think that democracy. They have troll farms. They have troll farms. I do think that like democracy is fragile. I think that you know you should ha- like always be like on the lookout to try to protect our rights and i think that's like where step one of keeping democracy happening is protecting your rights i don't think that twenty thousand dollars in facebook ads is going to ruin an election i and agree with you <laughs> that's like I'm and, and, you're, and you're, if you sit there and think worried about that then you're a crazy you're, you're getting bought you're buying what something somebody's selling and that's you know facebook's bad and it's horrible which uh, I'm not. it is interesting the <laughs> amount of backlash that Facebook is getting currently. Um, I mean, I I haven't looked at a single thing about the Facebook Facebook papers that are being published right now. Uh, well, even the, the rollback, even the like the stepping back from the Instagram for kids. That's that's uh, yeah. And it, it's it's so stupid when you look at it. Like oh, we feel like like there's studies that come that make it feel like Instagram uh, makes, makes teenage feel, girls feel, feel bad. bad. It's like yeah, okay. I mean sure. Yeah. sure. I get There's a lot of things that make teenage girls feel bad. Exactly. This is not a new <laughs> phenomenon, but again, you're not wrong. It goes back to the Billie Eilish mom situation. You're like, I like, I, can I say you can't take your kids out of school and yeah. just homeschool them to be famous when clearly they become famous? And I don't don't <laughs> like the result. That's the exception. Ra- I'm telling you right this now. This just goes the exception rather than the rule. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But this when it goes back to my libertarian beliefs, and I'm like, okay, yes, every state can just decide whatever the fuck they want to do. And it's like, well, how insane can that get? And like, is there <laughs> is there a need actually for a federal government to come in and be like? Like I, uh, easy, we need all this over here. Well, that's why we but, get, that's why we've got to get this. We've got this constitution, and we've got you know that no one looks at. No, no that's the problem. Everybody should everybody go home, pull out your pocket constitution, and give it a good old looksy. Go home, actually type in the United States Constitution into Google. Good duck duck go, preferably please. Oh no, give no and, like Google. And I'm all on on Google. And then uh, they know the, download the PDF if it's from a reputable source. Anyhow, um, I, I was going with something. I can't remember what it was. Well, what was it about? <laughs> what, was, what was I ranting and raving about? Facebook. Uh, Facebook's, you know, I don't like Facebook, but I, I, that's what it was. As listening to my sister-in-law this weekend okay. talk about, like, how fucking addictive TikTok is and about how, like, like she's like, oh, like, I went. She's like, um, yeah, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm just going to scroll through TikTok a little bit. And then before I go to bed and then she was like, oh, then I looked up and it was 2 a.m. I'm like, ugh, that's a problem. That's she's like, and, you know, hey, they've had like parts where like, hey, we're putting reminders of, hey, you you want to put TikTok down right now? Like, and I've heard other people say phone or no TikTok saying, hey, you've been watching a lot of TikTok and it's 2 a.m. Do you want to you want to go to bed? Or not. I say that because I have an uh, my sports betting app will tell me I've been on for, for too, too long. long. Yeah, and and I get that so, because so Netflix has it too. Are you still watching? Well, yeah, I'm still watching. Wait, wait, wait. No, so Netflix does it because they don't want to pay for people just putting the office on and then just playing on repeat, sure. right? Like that makes sense. They're paying for people falling asleep to their television, right? Yes. So that, that makes sense for the villain. 
it makes sense for the betting app to say, hey, you've been here because they can't say that you didn't do it. I, and right. I think I think that's more the case what TikTok. And did. I think that's where that's you're going. It's, it's more, more of a covering. You your can't ass. say we didn't say. Try. We're yeah. trying. Hey, we know they're going to say fuck off. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so I'm like, uh, and I've heard other people talk about just the addictive nature of TikTok. And I'm like, have you ever had a have you ever had a drug dealer say like, hey man, I don't think you should buy any. I don't think I don't think you should buy anymore. He's up. Hey, just be careful with this one, okay? Yeah, man. This, like, this, this, this horse. This stuff is some good shit, but like, just just be careful. Take I don't. I don't think it's for you. I don't think you should buy this He's stuff. You ain't my First dad. off, I've never had a drug dealer talk to me like that. They all no, talk I, like this. They're like, hey, man, like, do you want, like, I don't, yeah, it's what, yeah. I actually had one guy. I've he, never had a drug dealer, Bobby. Said Nathan in the most convincing <laughs> I've never had. I've never had a drug dealer. You never I've had a like, drug dealer? No, like, hey, listen, when we went to that dispensary uh-huh. in, in uh, right? Oh, my God. When we went to a dispensary, the cops which was, be knocking on right? your door. It's, uh, listen, it's the case is being built right now. <laughs> it's just point by him. point. We, we got them. We got them, guys. Anyhow, um, yeah, the idea like that was the first time I've ever, I've ever purchased mm-hmm. marijuana in my life, and I've never have since. Quite frankly, <laughs> on the record, on the on record, the, on the record. Uh, it's just like uh, this is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Drug dealers are. Have I, have I told have I told the story of, of my like the the worst drug dealer experience? Uh, please do. I mean, it was. It's, it. Please stop me if I've told the story before. I don't know if you have. You might I, have. I don't know. I don't know if it's on the record or not. So I don't know. Bobby uses a drug dealer. Part one. <laughs> okay. So if I have, you know, we you can remember it from now on. But anyway, so I w- I was in college, and I I didn't smoke in high school at all, and got uh. Thank you. Thank Say you. no to drugs, kids. Thank you. Talk to talk to Dare a little bit. Um, so we <laughs> we went to uh, we were freshmen in uh, in college and had a I had a drug dealer on on the uh, on the floor on the dorm that I lived in. Oh, so I, convenience. I, I had a hookup. All right. So like we got we got weed for the first time, everything from this guy, and like fucking idiots. We got in the middle of the fucking day and on campus at a, like a picnic table and we just start smoking a joint like me and like five fucking people and horrible idea. horrible idea horrible idea they have a the entire bag of weed on me by the <laughs> way. and like it's just well, i'm gonna take i don't know how much i'm gonna I don't need know how right much now I'm gonna need. but i'm gonna take it all but, just in case but it's the what middle of the day separate it out into a smaller container or maybe <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna need all of this right yes. now did we just learn how to roll a joint sure absolutely <laughs> yep we might need more i don't know never done it before i don't know so do we need all the weed <laughs> yes we need all, <laughs> all the weed it. how much weed would we need all of it all of it, all of it. i think just bring it I'll hold on to it. Don't worry. Guys, we got to get, we're going to smoke all of this right now in the middle of the day at a picnic table in broad daylight. Don't mind us. Okay. <laughs> so hold on. All so, of it. Cool. So shocking. Weird. Uh, so we all smoke the weed and then immediately a cop pulls into the parking lot and we're like, fuck. And so we throw the joint on the ground, like smash it out. I have the weed. I just shove it in my pants and we just walk away. And thankfully, nothing fucking happened. Absolutely nothing. Happened. In retrospect, I'm like, holy shit! Thank God we weren't black, because that would have been bad. Because then we would have had a lot Are of. Are you bad saying cops happen. are racist? And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In that situation, absolutely. That would have been an g- interesting case study. 
Yeah. So are cops racist? Probably. Probably. I mean, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we were clearly smoking weed. White privilege. I mean, that might be the one case for white, <laughs> white privilege. privilege. Yeah. I might, <laughs> I might point so back to that. So now you believe in white privilege. Mm, that, that might be a feather in white privilege's <laughs> cap, actually. That's, yeah, that's yeah. one in column. I column for yes. I don't want to be definitive about it, but I would <laughs> put that one up to. If we could have like a, that t- that's not gonna pass the smell test. Uh, you but know. if we could put it in like a simulator, be like, yeah. let's just put one black guy there. <laughs> let's just see oh, what happens. Let's see what the mix. How many people were there? Like five. Okay, so. You just throw one, one black, black guy. Person, maybe two. And I want to. Let's run the simulation. We, we, and, and this is going to sound bad, but we, we had a Mexican. And racist. Yeah, it is going to sound bad, but we had a Mexican there. But it wasn't. wasn't black guy. So anyway. I'm, Celebrate diversity, kids. I'm just telling you, well, I had a diverse group of people. <laughs> there Look was at, one diverse person there. <laughs> we got the one. So anyway. so we. Luckily, the cop didn't see him. We, uh, we, we went up. To the dorm room, and we uh, we ordered a pizza and watched Family Guy, and it was it was, it was fantastic. I mean, the pizza never tasted great or better, and then Family Guy had never been funnier. It was it was nice. It was a nice experience. And then, um, so we. What would you do if I say? Exactly. How to, that's just it. So then we developed. So it might be crazy, but the the guy selling drugs on my dorm room floor got in trouble he got in trouble weird yeah so like i didn't have a hookup anymore so i found a hookup uh that lived that was a a, a seasoned drug uh dealer and i got weed from him through a friend one night and i i, I went to his place to pick it up so I, I went there to went to his place and i knew where he lived and then one night at the bar like weeks later i like Jesus. we were like it was, it was probably like two in the morning <laughs> we're like you will be great if we had weed right now. I'm like, hey, don't worry. I got a guy. I think I have heard this, but this is a good story. Keep this going. is a good story, all right? So I'm like, I totally got a guy. And without like calling Thinking, or doing anything beforehand. Processing any of Processing this. any of the information, but like, well, this guy clearly sells drugs for a living. Um, you know what he doesn't swing by? You know what he doesn't want at two in the morning? Uh, a knock, knock on, on the, the door. door. Exactly. So going back to your your fearful state yeah. here. So I knock on the door and again, like a fucking idiot, I just open up the door. Oh it's my god! Open. I'm like knocking, like <laughs> I'm doing like the knock open, hey. like doo, doo, doo. like hey, it's me, the guy you met one time, right? <laughs> and and he gets up. He's with he's with like five people again watching a movie. They're doing like a double feature. And everything like that. Like, he's just having a night. He's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, man? And I'm like, whoa, hey, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm stupid drunk and shouldn't have, should not have done this. This has been bad. <laughs> yeah, I could have been yeah, shot. This is horrible. I might actually have been shot and just be dead, <laughs> dead. still. This, this is, day. actually, this is the afterlife. This is, this is the afterlife. And I'm just kind of realizing it right now. Oh, no. No, but he was like, never, ever do this again. Okay. And I'm like, and then the reality of the situation set oh, in. Everything that I've done has been a horrible decision <laughs> from point A to point B. Exactly. Oh, now it's dawned on me just how bad every single choice I've made. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. When I'm looking back at the optics of the situation, uh, you are totally in the right to be mad at me. This is I'm a little mad that you you didn't lock your door. But That's uh, on but, you. But That's on you. But I'm going to let that go. <laughs> As a drug dealer, I would lock your door, by the way. I, I opened up with a couple of... You know, 
But anyway, he sold me weed though. It was it was nice. Oh, he did. He did. He yeah, fulfilled he, the he fulfilled the yeah, transaction. He like, yeah, he sold me weed and he was like, "Dude, don't ever fucking do that again." Hey, I like, know, I know, you're a baby drug dot buyer. Yeah. I get that. Uh, this is a learning lesson for you. <laughs> Uh, don't do this again. People don't appreciate this. I I know it's difficult. You know, right now you're intoxicated, but have some empathy. <laughs> Think about how your actions are going to affect right. other people and how they might be perceived even. Yeah. I know. Just put yourself in my shoes. Just think about that just for, just for about a little it. bit. Okay, it. here's your eighth. Um, I'll see Get you next Get the fuck week. out of my house. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your cash. And at the end of the day. Uh, this could be a podcast. Don't just barge into a drug dealer's house. Don't barge into anybody's house. I'm looking at you. Cops. Cops. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Please check the links below and, uh, you know, give us support if you can. And, yeah. uh, you know. and if you've ever met Rob Reiner, we didn't talk about Rob Reiner at, at all, all tonight. Um, but for the if first you, time. If you ever met him, um, tell us in the comment section when you give us a five-star review. Yep. It just full-on describe if how you met Rob Reiner. If you're Rob Reiner himself. Then leave a two-star review. And then, yeah. And then and say, say, I'm Rob Reiner. Why don't you guys talk about me more? Mm-hmm. Two stars. Bah.